0: You're listening to the Resurgent ATL Church podcast. We hope you enjoy today's message. Sorry, no, my wire. Thank you so much. Oh, believe me, you would be here. But if I hadn't opened the doors, I would not be here. So I'm so glad I I answered to the Lord, and we did as a church. And it's awesome for us to be part of His story through you guys here and with you guys. Um, It is. I I love your pastors. I love your pastors. I love their family. I love you as a family. And um, thank you so much. Thank you so much. I, I was like a little girl this morning, getting dressed and getting ready. And Jackie was like... Come on. I'm like, hey, I'm going there. I had, I'm, I'm leifed it up, as you can see. Well, if you know Leif Hatlin, you, you know. Um, I, I, wow. 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 But <laughs> it was Cody, it was not me. Um, you guys sing this morning sang this morning basically what i 'm about to share with you guys that's that's a big confirmation to me that I really heard the Lord and I believe I have a word from for you guys um, but cody and and Julie um, God will be releasing you guys have grown so much in your ministry and in you, in your anointing and the way you minister now it's 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 so different, it's so richer it's so, um, you guys are not just singing, I'm not saying that you just sang before, but you guys release heaven, and you release anointing, you just not, you don't sing with an anointing, you release an anointing, and, and, and I, I, I believe I heard the Lord that you're going to increase this year like you have never dreamed before, uh, it, 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 I believe so. Uh, father thank you so much for the privilege of being here thank you so much for this church this family thank you so much for this leadership people who love you people who serve you people who walk with you and people who teach others to walk with you and they challenge others to walk with you and um, as we open up your word father speak to us speak to our hearts transform us feed us with with your love Through your word, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Um, In Psalm 90, verse 12, if you can open with me. Psalm 90 is one of the psalms of Moses. And uh, on verse 12, he prays this. He prays, teach us to number our days, that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Um, I, I believe this is a prayer that we have to constantly pray in our lives. Lord, teach me to number my days, teach me to use my days, teach me to use well my my life i want to be used by you my prayer lately has been this lord i don't i don't care how i don't care when or where use me for your glory use me for your glory Um, the older i get the more sense of this urgency i have you know um, young people normally they don't think a lot about their days but the older I get I think more about that you know and I've been praying this Lord teach me to number my days I don't know when my last day will be to be honest with you it may be today we have no idea Jack is always getting on me because I I speak a lot about death and she's like stop I'm like I'm not stopping I may die today and she's like I told her, I said, you should rejoice, I have a life insurance and you are the beneficiary. You'll be richer when I die. But, but really, we, we have no idea. I just had my parents with me, um, they flew from Brazil to be with me for eight days. And um, every single time we hug each other, when they leave, I know in their minds they're thinking it may be the last time so they are using every single day of their lives the most they are taking advantage of it what if we start to live that way what if we as Christians no matter our age start to pray and think Lord I want to give my whole life to you. I want to be used by you. I'm not saying that you're going to quit your job today or tomorrow and oh, I'm going to live. No, but, but live for him and, and be aware. And um, this is your fifth anniversary. And uh, last Saturday, you guys started on your sixth year. So, you know, the first day was the beginning of the first year. As you celebrated your first anniversary, you were starting your second year. So you are about to start, or you just started your sixth year. And um, a sixth year in the Bible, in Leviticus, if you want to open up your Bibles to Leviticus 25, you see that the Lord established cycles of seven years for His people. Cycles of seven years, and it, it, he calls it uh, a week of years. And um, as we read Leviticus 25 from verse 18, let, let, let's read first and then we'll go. Follow my decrees and be careful to obey my laws, and you will live safely in the land. Then the land will yield its fruit, and you will eat your fill and live there in safety. it's before that. I'm so sorry. Let me open my Bible here. Sorry. Leviticus 25. This is the part that tends to you. It's verse 8. You shall count seven weeks of years, seven times seven years, so that the time of the seven weeks of years shall give you forty-nine years. Then you shall sound the loud trumpet. On the tenth day of the seventh month, on the day of atonement, you should sound the trumpet throughout your land." So, you know, the 50th year is the Jubilee year. But seven weeks of seven years, so cycles of seven years. And we don't have time to get into what every single year means, but on verse 25, starting on verse 18, Verse 20, you may ask, what will we eat on the seventh year if we do not plant or harvest our crops? That's a good question. On the seventh year, they should rest. And they, you may ask, what should we eat? What shall we eat if we are not planting? Listen to this, verse 21, I will send you such a blessing in the sixth year, that the land will yield enough for three years. While you plant during the eighth year, you will eat from the old crop and will continue to eat from it until the harvest of the ninth year comes. Researchers at Lena, you are on the sixth year. You are on the year of the triple blessing. You have to expect it. You have to expect this triple blessing to be manifested in your life. The Lord spoke to this, uh, this to us about, I don't know, maybe almost 20 years ago. And ever since then we started to map our lives. And all the big accomplishments as a church and in our personal lives happened in the sixth year. I, I mean, I don't make a theology out of it, but I check. <laughs> really, yeah. I'm, I'm blessed every single year. But, you know, I expect more on the sixth year. I expect more. <sighs> Most people left me on the third or fifth year. Third year is the year of perseverance. So, 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 listen to this. Why am I sharing this with you? You have to expect greater things for this year. Yes. Yes. Because you are about to receive a blessing that will echo for three more years. Come on. That's good. Come on. So, my goal here this morning is to... Release hope to your life. We, we start, what is the first song that we sing today? Strength and Shield. Strength and shield. There's a, a part there that talks about His love for us. That we don't fear. Perfect love, we're going to read it, cast out all fear. When you expect blessings, and when you are intentional. Last time I came here I I shared with you about being intentional to meet together, to be together. Because every single thing today in the world system tends to separate us. Because if we are apart from each other, we are weaker. You know that. You know that. You know, I've lived enough to see that people who say to themselves, I'm going to serve the Lord on my own in my house. They never get more of the Lord by themselves. So people, a lot of times, they they give up on what the Lord is doing. Because they, they stop expecting... And I think expectancy, you know, I, I talked to Julie today and as, as I was talking to her, she mentioned that she's due in January, so they are expecting, Raul is not here, <laughs> <laughs> Raul, he's expecting. They are expecting, they are expecting the birth of something that will change or someone that will change their lives. Let me tell you something, expect today something that will change your life forever. During the week, wake up every morning expecting that something so good will happen to you that will change your life forever. Next Sunday, come to this building expecting that something will happen. And let me tell you something, we will never be the same. If we as Christians, we start living this way, guys, we're going to explode. Because out there, everyone is expecting the wars. I don't watch news anymore. As COVID started, I I was like, that's it. I'm not going to watch that. I'm not going to watch, I mean, in social media you have enough. (laughs) A friend of mine was uh, this huge uh, pop star in Brazil and he got saved and and, and, and his songs were so dirty and filthy that he quit his band on the the pinnacle of his career. And then he came to stay with us and I asked him, I said, do you know what people talk about you? And he looked at me and he said, I know what is in the sewage, so I don't tend to look in there. That changed my life. So, so, so we know if you watch enough news, if you feed yourself the news, there's only bad news. Because only bad news will sell. Only bad news. Uh, our church is serving right now in, in um, Fort Myers. Our church was in our church building there was basically intact. And out of, uh, I don't know, in a radius of, of two-mile radius, it was the only place who had electricity and water. Crazy. So, so it became like a hub to serve the community. Nobody's showing what they're doing there. Nobody's showing. They're showing the destruction. They're showing what is bad because it sells because if they start to show what is good hope will arise in people and the system doesn't want you to hope the system wants you to fear for about six years now we are hearing about a great depression that is coming a great crisis that is coming there's no crisis in heaven We don't have a president, I mean, I'm not not getting political here, I'm not getting political. We have a king. We have a king. And he sits on his throne forever. And in our lives, nothing will get out of his control. In our lives we belong to Him. He is our King. He is our Lord. And He says here resurgent, I will send you such a blessing in the sixth year that the land will yield enough for three years. The triple blessing. It's the year of a super abundant harvest for you guys. You sang about harvest today. It's a year of a super abundant harvest. There's so many people dying right now without Christ in this nation. We are not a Christian nation anymore. You guys know that. We are not. Well, I've I've, I've crossed paths with people who had never heard about Jesus. They heard about a Jesus, but they never heard about Jesus. And and many times we 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 are in our services and i'm not bringing condemnation to you i'm just announcing here today that there's a triple blessing for you and in this blessing it's included salvation of people so that's why i'm saying you know as 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 we get out of this place where we experience his presence we experience his love we experience this abundance you you guys know that i mean you watch a service you don't get the anointing that is here you guys are watching online, you are missing it. Come on. <laughs> you are. Sorry. <laughs> Ever, Everson, he's a pastor with us, um, and he has been with me for 20 years now. He was preaching one day during the pandemic, and he was like, you know, by watching online, many times you get information but not anointing. Yeah. Because to get anointing, you have to be with people. Yeah. Psalm 133, the oil is poured over the head, but from the head it comes to the body. body. Yeah. Oh, so so there's a level of anointing that you can only experience by getting together. Right. By being together. And I believe there's an anointing for salvation that God will release through you guys this year especially that would echo for the next years. So share the gospel. Share the good news. You know, to evangelize is not... Maybe the Lord will require that from you to go to a corner and preach, but to evangelize is to introduce people to your best friend, to your lover. You know, when... I remember the first day I I brought Jackie to my family. My family is not easy. So I prepared her. (laughs) I said, as we get there, they're gonna hug you, they're gonna dance with you, they're gonna, my sister will say stuff about me because she's the only sister, she's so jealous of me. So get ready. (laughs) But when I brought Jackie to Meet my family. It was such a joy because she was the first woman I ever loved. And I wanted to introduce her to my father, to my mother, to my siblings, and, and, and in, on the inside, I knew I was, I was going to marry that girl. You know, she broke up with me. I don't know how that was possible, but we dated for four months, and then she broke up. And one day, we were at our life group. I, I kept on going to my life group. I was faithful. <laughs> and she was there. <laughs> so one day I, I, I noticed that she entered the, the, the our host's office. So I went in there, locked the door behind me, looked at her and said, you're going to marry me one day. <laughs> and she left, like you. <laughs> but guess who left <laughs> later? <laughs> we 25 years later, here we are. I'm married to her. But listen to this. I was so happy to introduce her to my family. Because I, I have finally found the one. We have finally found the one. Jesus is the only one. He's the only one that gave us life. You know, I don't expect Jackie to make me happy. I learned way back there that i can only be happy and satisfied with my lord the rest will be bonuses it's the year the great blessing but i believe there is a very basic attitude that is required from us to experience the fulfillment of all his promises and that is you cannot live in fear and receive his promises you cannot live in fear and receive all His promises in your life. You have to cast fear out. You have to reject fear. Don't hug fear. Don't embrace fear. A lot of people, they they embrace fear as a false humility or as a false spirituality. Oh no, I haven't heard from the Lord. Just read the Bible. It's there. No, I'm waiting on his answer. How long? For 17 years now. Come on. (laughs) I, I shared something with a young man in our church one day. And he looked at me and he said, have you prayed about that? I told him to do something and he said, have you prayed about that? I said, I don't need it. He was like, why, pastor? I said, because I am your pastor. Please do it. (laughs) But you just told me you haven't prayed. I'm like, yeah. (laughs) Please do it. Because if you don't do it, I'm going to find somebody else. You know, many people, they are like, they, they live in this bubble, and they think, I have to pray about every single thing. We, we have the Holy Spirit. I'm not saying for you not to pray, please. Please. Don't get out of it. I mean, talk to Chris later. He will fix it. Was I here last year? Ah, next year I'll come back, and I'll throw another bomb, and you guys deal with him. So a lot of people, they have this, this mentality that they have to hear this loud voice, this bang from heaven to do anything. We have His written word. You know, as I stand here today, I can tell you guys, you have to preach the gospel. You have to share Jesus. You have to get people saved. You have to bring people into these doors. And you don't need to pray about it. He said that 2,000 years ago. Just stop living in fear. Most of us, we don't share the gospel because we live in fear. Oh, I'm, it's not my personality. I don't care. You have 12 disciples, 11 disciples with Jesus at that mount before, right before He went to the Father. And you had about... I don't know, 120, 500 people there. He didn't care about their personality. He was just saying, go throughout the world. Go throughout the world. Share the gospel. Share the good news. Just preach it. (laughs) That's it. And a lot of people say, oh, preach. But if you need to use words... No, use words. You have to preach the gospel. People will not be saved by just looking at our good deeds. No, people will be saved by the gospel. So to to walk in that, I want to charge you today. Hopefully, they're not going to wait a year for me to come back. But if so, next year, you will not be here anymore. You will be in your own building in Jesus' name. But there's no way that we can buy a building. We bought that building when we had no money to pay the rent we've been in that building since 2014 and sometimes I walk in I'm like do we really own this thing is this really ours and to this day I look at that and I'm like he's a God of miracles So I want to challenge you to believe and to expect. Expect. I don't care if if God will raise somebody to give you a building. Or if God will raise people to just give money. To to a church that is closing down their doors. There's so many dead churches here. I saw a a building that was used for a, a denominational church that now became a mosque. And I was like, they would rather sell that or give it to a church that is alive? But that's religion. You guys are way above that. Because you guys are alive. So expect His blessings. In John, 1 John 4, 13, it says, you know, I preach the eternal gospel and sometimes I... <laughs> 1 John four thirteen says, By this we know that we abide in Him and He in us. Because He has given us of His Spirit. Would you close your eyes? Just with your own words, in your own way, recognize the Holy Spirit in you right now. Thank God, the Father, for His Spirit that abides in you. Because if you are born again, if Jesus is your Lord, the Holy Spirit is in you. And He doesn't visit you, He lives in you. So listen to this, because He has given us of His Spirit, we abide in Him and He in us. Listen to this, and we have seen and testified that the Father has sent His Son to be the Savior of the world. Whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God abides in Him and He in God. So look at me now, a lot of times people are just preaching church. But they are not preaching the gospel. I know you guys preach the gospel. And as we preach the good news of the gospel, healing the sick, releasing prophetic words, just Seeing people being set free in front of us. As we release the gospel, the good news of the gospel. That is that Jesus came, became sin for us, died on that cross. He rose again on the third day. He is now seated at the right hand of the Father. And He is reigning. And He released His Holy Spirit to us. What did did Jesus come to do? He said, I came to seek and save the... Lost I loved what you said about transitioning from Saturday to Sunday because I've, I've been here for 26 years and most of the churches that I've seen what they love to do is to advertise on the Christian station. Because it's way easier to just transfer people to you. It's way easier to invest in market to bring people from other churches and all, we're good. But let me tell you something. How how old is your your son? Two. Two. Is he potty trained? Not yet. So you're going to have two at the same time. (laughs) That's awesome. That's church right there. We need to have kids in the church, new believers in the church. You know, a kid brings a house alive. My son is 19. I told him, man, get married and give me grandkids. (laughs) Not yet. I'm like, no, I don't take that for an answer. I want grandkids. I don't care what you think, what you plan. I want grandkids. <laughs> said, I'll help you. <laughs> really? I'm, I'm going to buy my grandkids. Maybe there's an offer come, offering comes your I'm doing what you told me to do, Cody. So I told him, I said, I'm going to help you buy a house. Because I want grandkids. (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to help you. I'll help you with the down payment. I'll help you with... I'm going to give a percentage of our business to you. But I want grandkids. He's 19 now. I rarely see him. I mean, he works with me, but I rarely see him as a son. You know, he gets home tired, he goes to his bedroom or he goes to the basement. And here I am, Jackie and I, we're not doing anything. "Ah, Let's ride our motorcycle. No, I want kids. I want grandkids. Yeah. I want to be a grandfather like this too here, while they are young. And I'm gonna I'm not gonna let Israel determine when I'm gonna get grandkids. And God is saying the same to you I'm not gonna let you determine when I'm gonna get sons and daughters. Because his heart loves children. A church is alive while the church has kids and, and, and the kids' ministry and in here. You, you want to grow up, you need to have spiritual kids. You need to take care of people who had just become born again and they have no idea. They're like me one day in a, in a family group I just released this big curse word, and all, they all look at me, and I was like, I don't think that works anymore. And one of them just looked at me with, with grace and said, hey, we don't say that anymore. I'm like, yeah, I saw it. <laughs> and when I would read the Bible, and I would come to them and say, Listen to what it's saying here. And they were like, no, you're reading it all wrong. Let me help you. And I was like, oh. So church needs that. I want to come here next year. If it takes that long. And see a bunch of new people here. Not transferred from from other churches. But new believers. People who are hungry to experience what you have. It's the year of the triple blessing. You are going to harvest because there's a flood coming. You're going to have this huge harvest. And you have to believe in that. You have to expect that. You have to expect there's people, there are people that works with you and they have no idea who Jesus is. I told you that most of them, the, the only experience they have with Christ and the church is what they see on TV. And most of the time, we are not well represented. I mean, I love the body. I love the body. I'm, I'm not here bashing other churches. Praise God for their lives. But let me tell you something. You know what I'm saying. The gospel is free. The gospel is Jesus came. He took upon Himself your sins. He died for you. He rose again. He took upon Him every single junk you had. You don't, you don't need to live like that anymore. There is freedom. There is healing. There is power. There is deliverance. There is provision. Everything you need, Jesus is. And we have that message. Don't expect the government to preach that. They are never going to do it. Don't expect TV to preach that. They're never going to do it. But as we go out, we can do it. Whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God abides in him and he in God. Verse 16. So we have come to know and to believe that the the love that God has for us. God is love. And whoever abides in love abides in God. And God abides in him. By this, love is perfected in us, so that we may have confidence for the day of judgment. Listen to this to this. Because as He is, so are we in this world. As He is, as Christ is, so are we, the church, in this world. Most of the time we share this only sharing part. We share about our inheritance, our power, our authority, our provision. But there's a responsibility attached to it, is that so is he, so he is, as he is, so are we in this world we came to seek and save the lost. there's no hope for America besides Jesus there's no hope for Brazil there's no hope in this world and the system is always trying to bring us into this natural fight that you know through politics or through this or through that through that we're gonna see people change No, people are going to be changed only by the gospel we can even heal somebody and that person will end up in hell. I propose to you that the purpose of, of healing is to bring the presence. The purpose of the prophetic word is to present the, bride, the bridegroom. We, we are these people. We are these people, because we are His people. Let the Lord use you, Resurgent Atlanta. Let the Lord release His power through you. Let the Lord release His. Be, be a. a what is that called? the, the thing that cheerleaders use? A cone. A cone? <laughs> a, a megaphone. <laughs> I look at Cody. He was like a cone. <laughs> You know what? Less English English that I do, bro. You need to learn some English. Be a megaphone for the Lord. Be a megaphone. Go after it. Go after it, just like this guy went after the prizes there. I was pumped to see him. As Chris took his name out, he was like, "Yeah, yeah, losers." I was like that guy. I don't want to play against him, against him any board game. I know he's one of those that in board games he would stand up to your face. Yeah, I'm kind of kidding. So as we, as we finish, I consider myself an uncle to this church. And I want to say that I am so proud of you. I am proud of you. I am proud of these guys here. Um, He told me this week that I should have prepared him better for some things that would come his way Mm -hmm. during ministry. We are never prepared. We're never prepared. You know, I think the most, the highest quality of a great leader is that that leader depends enough to adapt in every circumstance. And you guys have shown that. You guys have shown that and um, like I told you I am so glad that we as Vine Atlanta we answered the Lord because I know you would be here no matter what if it was not God using us he would use somebody else but I love you because I know that Share with you. I'm. I'm, I have an interest in this church because I know every single testimony and success you experience here before the Lord. We are receiving. We, my church, the church that I have pastored, we are receiving from it because you guys were graceful enough to let us into this great calling that you had. So expect great things and don't be silent. Don't be silent. Be bold. Be bold. Share Jesus. Share Jesus. The, the song that I, I asked Cody to, to, to end today. Yeah, go ahead. I always ask the musicians to come to the front because they remind me that I have to finish. to sing that the second song today that says I'm, I'm terrible with my memories so it says he where are the letters the he rescues thank you so much see he's in the anointing <laughs> he rescues and saves Amen. that's not just nice words he rescues you were rescued one day you were rescued You know I believe something, I believe that if the person doesn't have a time and a moment in their lives that they said from that moment on I was never the same, they were not saved. They may have gotten used to church. In my case was at 17 in May of 1992. My wife It was when she was three and a half. I said, I remember the day I gave my heart to Jesus, and I confess Him as the Lord of my life. You gave me freedom. I'm going to use it, and you deal with it, okay? I know you love me. (laughs) By being a republic, that doesn't make you a Christian. Nobody can save you but Jesus. Don't, don't get me wrong. I vote to people that are lined up with my values. I always do. But our hope is Jesus. Our hope is Jesus. Do not wait for the system to change people's lives. Go, feed the hungry. Go, pray for the sick. Go, just release words, prophetic words. Go, honor people. Bringing them and introducing them to the bridegroom. Because that's why we are here. That's why we are here. The church is here for this everything else contributes to it everything else will only contribute to it would you stand with me father i thank you for your blessing upon these people here that you brought to this place at this time these people who serve a vision who loves a vision who loves the Lord that called this couple all the way down south and brought them here to plant this beautiful family Father, if what I shared today, and I believe it's aligned with your heart, is from you. I ask you that you set a mark in every single heart in this place today. That this is a year of a triple blessing. That this is a year of expectancy for promises fulfilled. Blessings released, anointing increased. People being saved through them. Because you did not just save them. You are saving through them. Terry, as we uh, prayed today together here before we, uh, I preached. I, I saw the Lord opening up a treasure to you. And as he revealed that treasure to you, it was, it was like a very bright, clear picture that I had. That treasure will come on the inside of you and it will just come out as a flood. Like come out, gold, rich, like rivers of gold coming out of you. And I heard the Lord saying that, that he's revealing to you to be released through you. So I believe that word applies to all of you. The Lord is revealing his heart to you so that his heart may be revealed through you. And Father, we thank you for this last five years. We thank you for your faithfulness we thank you for your blessing we thank you for the perseverance of this leadership we thank you for the anointing that these people carry we thank you for this church that is so alive so alive and there's so much family here and the world needs this I bless you, resurgent Atlanta. I actually recognize the blessing of the Lord over your life. And I charge you to go outside of these walls and share the good news of Jesus Christ, your Lord, with everyone.